What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Your Best Life. I'm your host, Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. I'm excited to be back with you another week. Um, Just wanted to give you a few housekeeping before we begin the show for today. One, I just wanted to remind everybody like I do every week to please write a review and subscribe to this channel if you are getting anything from it as it helps us to reach more people. Um, I also hang out on Instagram at thefaithful.vegan and I'm also on Facebook, The Faithful Vegan as well. So I'm going to jump right into the topic for today. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you a story that kind of gives the backdrop to how this topic came about. So I went out to dinner um, with my husband a couple of weeks ago, and it was a nice, pleasant dinner. And um, I think I was having maybe a really big salad, which I usually do. And I think I had a sandwich. So just out of the blue, out of nowhere, my husband says, man, you could really put away some groceries. And I was like, say what? So at first I was kind of taken aback because I was like, what is really going on here? I was kind of being defensive. I was like, are you calling me greedy? Are you saying I'm pigging out? And so we had this little back and forth tit for tat trying to get to the root of what are you talking about? And so I was like, this meal is not even that big. It's just a salad and a sandwich. And so he goes on to say, well, it's not just this particular meal, but I feel like you could put away groceries a lot of the times with other meals that I've seen you have in the past on a regular basis. And so, like I said, I, def- I was defensive at first. And then as we were talking and kind of hashing it out, um, you know, he's clearly saying, I don't mean any offense by it. I'm just saying, you know, so as we were going back and forth trying to hash it out, a light bulb just went off. And it just dawned on me that this is a perfect example of the concept of calorie density and that calories aren't equal. And so I was like, aha, this is it right in the moment. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to talk to the audience about this because I think it's an important topic to really talk about because from the outside looking in, and this is from my husband's perspective, is that what I'm eating looks like I'm putting away a lot of groceries. And so I wanted to talk to you today about the fact that a calorie isn't a calorie and the concept of calorie density. Now, for those of you who follow me on social media, you would be aware that last week I went to hear a lecture by uh, Dr. Greger. He is the famous doctor that wrote the book, How Not to Die, and his latest book, How Not to Diet. And so I was at this lecture, and one of the things that he was really emphasizing um, 
you know, and really kind of went throughout most of what he was saying is he said that a calorie isn't a calorie. And what he meant by that, he used the example of, um, for example, someone drinking a can of Coke, which is 240 calories, let's just say. And a person could drink that Coke in probably a minute or under, depending on how thirsty you are, you can drink a Coke pretty fast. And then he compared it to 200 calories worth of carrots. And so when you when you look at it just on the bare surface of it, 240 calories, cans of Coke, 240 calories, carrots. But once you dig deeper, you realize that to eat 240 calories, unlike it took one minute to drink that Coke, to eat 240 calories, it would actually take you, the average person, over two and a half hours constantly chewing. And by the way, a study has actually been done on this, which you're like, wow, people do the studies on just so many things. But it would take you two and a half hours or more of constantly chewing to eat 240 calories of carrots, right? And that added up to about maybe five cups of carrots, which most people probably would not eat in one setting, especially if you have that combined with other things. Um, And like all plant foods, carrots have fiber, which adds bulk, which means that even though it's 240 calories, um, you probably wouldn't even retain all of those calories because once you go to the bathroom and you pass it through, when it's capsulated in fiber, you actually don't retain all those 240 calories in your system anyway. And so it was a perfect example to say, well, a calorie isn't a calorie. Now, if my plate was filled with, um, you know, different things, then it would be a little different. So I want to just kind of give you a definition of what calorie density is. So calorie density is the number of calories in a given weight of food, often expressed as calories per pound, right? So generally speaking, when you're talking about whole plant foods, um, and you're talking about fruits and vegetables and grains and things like that, they are usually significantly lower in calorie density, right? Then when you're talking about animal products like meat and cheese and processed food. So for example, Leafy greens contain about 100 to 200 calories per pound, right? Whereas oil contains 4,000 calories per pound, right? So if you eat a diet based on fruits and vegetables and potatoes and whole grains and legumes, your meals on average would be a calorie density of about 550 or fewer calories per pound, right? So eating in this range usually... Um, keeps you very satiated and you're usually able to really maintain your weight eating along those those categories. So let me give you a little more um, insight. So for example, fruits would be 200 to 400 um, calories per pound. Legumes would be about 500 to 600. Whole wheat pasta would be about 550 to yeah, about 550. Avocados, here we go into more healthy fats, but still they're higher on the caloric density, would be 750. Whole wheat bread would be um, 1150. Pure sugar would be 1800. Nuts and seeds would be 2800. So just kind of see how the pattern is going, right? So in essence, it's like 
you can provide fewer total calories and greater nutrition in a larger volume of food when you eat low calorie density items, right? Um, And so I'll give you another example. Like if you had fresh tomatoes, which would be about 90 calories per pound, Versus if you ate like a white bagel, which would be about 1200 calories per pound, right? So if you were to sit down and eat a pound of tomatoes, you'd have to chew or sorry. Yeah, you would have to have 13 times more bites eating tomatoes than you would be in eating bagels, right? So with low calorie dense foods, you get more bite for your calorie. So I'm saying all this to say that from the outside looking in, because my plate was filled with legumes and um, green leafy vegetables and grains and all of that, from the outside looking in, you would think, wow, this is a lot of food. But because it's encapsulated in fiber and they're low calorie density, I'm not getting as much calories from eating that amount of food than I would be if I was eating more high caloric density foods like meat and cheese and oils and things like that. So I just thought that was like an interesting, um, an interesting thing to really kind of stress because a lot of times, you know, we think, okay, well, if I'm going to start eating healthy, then I'm going to be hungry all the time, right? I'm not going to be satiated. This is something that I hear very frequently when people start thinking about eating plants, right? And I just want to debunk that myth for you, that you, when you start eating real food, and when I say plants, I'm talking about whole food in their most natural state, right? So I'm not talking about anything processed or anything like that, you actually feel very satiated because you could actually eat more for less, right? And so when you think about it from that perspective, it really breaks open um, this whole idea that, you know, you're going to be hungry or you're going to be wanting something or you're not going to be able to eat well and all of those other things. So, What you'll find is that um, a lot of times you have to balance this thing because like I said, this is why one of the things I try to do, I've been doing over the last couple of years was trying to avoid or decrease the amount of oils that I use, right? Because when you talk about 4,000 calories per pound, you could eat like, you could whip out oil and you could eat so much oil so fast that you don't even realize that you've eaten that much. And it's just not worth it, right? Because I always say, and this is one of the, the philosophies I live by, and so this is why I kind of cut down on the oil, is that I don't like to drink my calories, number one. And I don't like to waste drinking my calories in oil either. Because you have a tablespoon of oil that's going to be like 150 calories when you could have eaten a bowl of lentil soup. So to me, that's like a no brainer. So I think a lot of it is, is kind of being aware of the caloric density of the foods that we're eating, right? And you, we want to make sure that we're top heavy on low calorie density foods. So the majority of what we're eating, you know, if you're somebody that wants to maintain your weight, or if you're somebody that wants to lose weight, you want most of your 
your um, calories to be coming from low caloric foods like green leafy vegetables and fruits and whole grains and legumes, right? And of course, we need healthy fats. And so instead of going to the oils, you'll go to your seeds and your avocados. But again, they're going to be in proportion to your meals. You're not going to be um, overindulging. The majority of your meal is not going to be nuts and avocados, but they are definitely going to complement your meals and just give you that right amount of fat that you need, even though they're high caloric. So the moral of this whole story is going back to that dinner that I was having with my husband is that from the outside looking in, it you're, you appear to be eating so much food that if you think of a calorie for a calorie and you don't realize that all calories aren't equal, you might somehow judge it to be, man, this person's pulling in like 10,000 calories in one meal. But the truth of the matter is, is that all calories are not equal. And when you eat whole food, plant-based foods, as Dr. Greger said in the lecture that I was um, at last week, he said, because whole foods are encapsulated in fiber, right, you actually allow your body to process these foods in a lot more of a slower fashion. And so you don't get rushed into those high glycemic levels of your blood sugar because of the fact that the, the fiber is buffering you. And also the fiber allows you not even to retain all these calories um, when it's all said and done. So even though they're low glycemic, you're still not even retaining all of those calories. Whereas when you're eating the oils and the meats and the junk food, those calories go straight from the lips to the hips. And so if you are somebody who's saying to yourself, you know, how can I lose weight? How can I maintain the weight that I'm already at without gaining anymore? And without feeling like hungry all the time, I'll tell you this, the answer is in caloric density and understanding that all calories are not equal. If you fill up on fiber-rich foods, which is very satiating, fiber is another thing that actually makes us feel full, right? That's one of the things that helps us to feel full. If you fill up on high-fiber foods, you know, especially like your beans and your grains and your leafy vegetables, right? you are going to feel full, you are going to lose weight and check it out. You are also going to get the nutritional benefits that are going to help you to live longer, fight disease and build your immunity. I mean, that is like a big, a great package, right? You can't ask for a better package from food than that. And so I just want to share that with you and just just share the love because I just thought that was just such an interesting way of looking at food. We have to start being able to understand how food works, right? And a lot of times people go on these, these um, low-calorie diets, but what happens is they're eating less, but their nutritional excellence hasn't gotten better, right? So all you're doing is eating less of the bad things that you were always eating. And that's to me is like the worst diet because not only are you depriving yourself um, in terms of being satiated, but you're also depriving your body of nutrients, right? And so to get the best of both worlds where you provide your body with the nutrients and you're satiated, I say 
eat plants, eat whole food plants. It's the best way to get the best of both worlds. So anyway, I just wanted to close there. Um, I will be talking a little bit more about calorie density um, and all those interesting things. I did read the book, How Not to Diet, and I did go to the lecture, and I have so much to share with you guys. But I would recommend, if you're somebody that loves to read or you're interested in reading, go and get that book. It will change your life the way you look at dieting. I don't think you will ever diet again after you read that book. Also, I wanted to let you know that we have an amazing um, episode coming up next week with Tracy Fettiner. And we talk about how she beats MS with a plant-based diet. So you don't want to miss that episode. Please tune in next Monday. Um, so with that being said, I am going to sign off. So have a blessed week and don't forget to eat your best life. And remember a healthy body plus a healthy soul equals whole. Be blessed. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.